Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is available on more than 20 different platforms, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you're sure to find the show. Spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about one of the monumental shifts that's happening in the world of commerce. Much of this has been driven by the continual need to cut costs. Retail space, which touches the end consumer, is still relatively expensive, despite all of the store closures. In fact, rent for all retail businesses rates among one of its highest expenses. Not only that, the density of merchandise per square foot on the showroom floor is quite low. After all, you want to be able to browse the aisles and see what you're about to buy without visual clutter. Clutter creates confusion, indecision, and ultimately undermines the buying experience. Now, we know that e-commerce is gaining market share. Certainly, that's been accelerated during the pandemic. It's not just the convenience of buying online. Even the bricks and mortar retailers are realizing they need to reduce their retail footprint in order to compete. The purpose of the showroom has changed. It's now just what's required to showcase the merchandise and not to hold inventory. That retail space is too expensive. If you have a large catalog, you want to drive a lot of volume, then you need a large space. Customers want to be able to enter a store without feeling crowded. Think of an IKEA furniture store from Sweden. They've designed their stores to showcase how to use their product. But the stores themselves relegate the majority of the inventory to an attached warehouse where the product is flat packed and stacked to minimize the warehouse footprint. Only small housewares can be purchased from the retail floor. Everything else must come from the warehouse. Now, retail space typically costs about $35 to $50 per square foot on an annual basis. This compares with about $6.18 per square foot for industrial space. That's a huge difference in price. And when you factor in the inventory density in a warehouse, the real estate savings are more than a factor of 20 compared with housing inventory on the retail floor. And that's why businesses are rushing to warehouse and reducing retail footprints. Now, last month, Colliers International published their industrial market update for the second quarter. This year, despite the pandemic, there's been an absorption in the market of 104 million square feet of industrial space so far year to date. There's also been 170 million square feet of new supply that has entered the market during the same period. And there's a further 314 million square feet under construction. The new supply represents the eighth quarter in a row where supply has exceeded demand. Vacancies are trending upwards. And despite the robust demand growth, vacancies were at 5.5% for the quarter, up half a point from the same period last year. Clearly, supply is getting ahead of demand in some areas. You see, in every sector, you need to look at both supply and demand. Some cities have a very large industrial footprint. I'm thinking of places like Dallas and Houston, which each have 896 million square feet and 615 million square feet, respectively. Now, industrial demand breaks down into several sectors including warehouse, flex space, and manufacturing. The growth in Dallas in Q2 was 10 million square feet, which represents an addition of 1.1% of the total market inventory in the second quarter. But if you compare it with other markets like, say, Austin, Texas, which only has 56 million square feet in the entire market, it looks like Austin is undersupplied compared with its population. Austin does have some major players with companies like AMD, Dell, Whole Foods, having sizable industrial footprints. The announcement of Tesla's new factory in Austin is sure to bring more activity into the market. There is a shortage of industrial zone land in the community, 
and there's a need for additional last mile logistics for many e-commerce businesses. As with all forms of real estate, business is hyper-local. It's a matter of understanding how supply chains work within each e-commerce business that wants to establish a footprint in the market. Then you need to understand whether the customer will want rented space or build to suit. Each company has their own business model that they adhere to. Some companies only want a minimum of 800,000 square foot or larger. And if that's the case, your 200,000 square foot warehouse will be useless to them. As with any business, you need to understand the customer and you need to understand the supply-demand dynamics in your local market. Like retail, industrial projects are often tailored to a specific customer's needs. Making investment requires a deep understanding of the dynamics for both supply and demand, and at the same time, repurposing a warehouse from one customer to another is generally not that difficult. But location is important, outdoor storage is important, turning radius for trucks is important, freeway access is important, and transportation to get employees to work is important. For example, if the employees in a warehouse need a car to get to work, they're going to need to have a higher salary than those who can take public transit. The industrial market is one of the greatest opportunities over the next couple of years for growth, but it's one that you cannot go into blindly. You want to get very educated on the dynamics of the market before you jump in. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.